Section 14 of The Destination of Man by Johann Gottlieb Fichte Translated by Jane Sinnott This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Chapter 14 Faith Causes and Effects Cannot Be My Destiny the veil of delusion falls from my eyes i receive a new organ and a new world opens before me it is disclosed to me only by the law of reason i apprehend this world for confined as i am within sensuous views i must thus name the unnameable i apprehend this world merely in and through the end for which my obedience to the law of conscience was appointed how could i ever suppose that this law had reference to the world of sense or that the whole end and object of this obedience was to be found within the plan and scope of earthly existence since that on which alone this obedience depends can never be an effective cause in this world and can never have any result in the world of sense moving on the chain of material causes and effects in which whatever happens must depend on whatever happened before it can never be of any moment with what intentions and dispositions an action is performed but merely what the action is had it been the whole purpose of our existence to produce any earthly state of humanity the thing required would have been some infallible mechanism by which our actions might have been invariably determined and we need have been no more than wheels well fitted to such a machine free agency would have been not merely vain but positively injurious and our good intentions our virtuous will entirely superfluous the world would be in that case most ill-regulated and the purpose of its existence attained by the most circuitous methods and by a needless profusion had the divine author of it instead of bestowing on us this freedom so hard to be reconciled with the other parts of his plan chosen rather to compel us to act in the manner most conformable to them these ends might have been attained by a shorter method as the humblest of the dwellers in these his worlds can see but i am free and therefore such a chain of causes and effects as would render freedom superfluous and purposeless cannot include my whole destination i am free and it is not merely my action produced by mechanical means but the free determination of my will to obey the voice of conscience for the sake of conscience only that decides my moral worth the everlasting world now rises before me more brightly and the fundamental laws of its order are more clearly revealed to my mental vision the will alone lying hid from mortal eyes in the obscurest depths of the soul is the first link in a chain of consequences that stretches through the invisible realms of spirit as in this terrestrial world the action itself a certain movement communicated to matter is the first link in a material chain that encircles the whole system the will is the effective cause 
the living principle of the world of spirit as motion is of the world of sense i stand between two opposite worlds the one visible in which the act alone avails the other invisible and incomprehensible acted on only by the will i am an effective force in both these worlds my will embraces both this will is in itself a constituent part of the transcendental world by my free determination i change and set in motion something in this transcendental world and my energy gives birth to an effect that is new permanent and imperishable let this will manifest itself in a material deed and this deed belongs to the world of sense and produces in it whatever effect it can it is not only when the tie which bends me to this terrestrial world shall have been broken that i shall obtain admission into the transcendental one i am and live already in it more truly than in the terrestrial on it alone do i rest even now and for the sake only of the everlasting life on the possession of which i have already entered can i wish to continue this earthly one what we call heaven does not lie only on the other side of the grave it is diffused over nature here and its light dawns on every pure heart my will is mine and it is all that is truly mine and entirely dependent on myself and through it i am already become a citizen of those realms of freedom and spiritual activity what determination of my will of the only thing which raises me from the dust to enter these realms may be conformable to their order the voice of my conscience alone can tell me for that is the tie by which i am united to them and it depends only on myself to give it the appointed direction i prepare myself then for this world prepare myself in it and for it i pursue my object without doubt or hesitation certain of success since no foreign power can interfere with my free will that in the world of sense my will manifests itself in action is a law of this sensuous world but the will alone is wholly and purely mine it was not necessary that there should be another particular act on my part to unite it to the deed in which it is manifested it manifested itself thus according to the law of that second world with which i am connected by my will and in which this will likewise is an original force i am compelled indeed when i regard my will thus manifested in action as an effective cause in the sensuous world to regard it as a means to the attainment of that earthly end of human existence not as if i should first look over the divine plan of the world and calculate from it what i had to do but that the action which my conscience tells me to regard as my duty should appear to me as the only means by which in my position i could contribute to the attainment of that end if it should afterwards appear that this end has not been advanced nay should it seem even to have been hindered by it i can never repent if i have really obeyed my conscience in acting thus 
whatever consequences it may have for this world for the other nothing but good can result from it and even for this world's sake should my action appear to have failed of its object my conscience will command me to persevere in my efforts should i fail again and again and should it appear that during my whole life i have not advanced the good cause a hair's breadth it is still not permitted to me to cease my struggles in its behalf let me be disappointed in my attempts ever so often i must still believe that the next will be successful for the spiritual world no step can ever be lost i do not toil to reach the earthly goal for its own sake alone or regarded as a final aim but rather because obedience to the voice of conscience presents itself to me in this world as a means of advancing this end should it appear otherwise i might renounce this end and i shall do so in another life when some other object now entirely incomprehensible to me shall be set before me whether in this life the actions resulting from a pure sense of duty do always tend to the advancement of the great end of the progress of the human race is not my care i am responsible only for the will the intention but not for the result i am bound to keep this end in view and to be unwearied in my efforts for its attainment but the only certain results of my energy lie beyond this world of sense i will endeavor to establish myself firmly in this new view of my destiny the present life cannot be rationally regarded as containing the whole end of my existence or of that of the human race in general there is something in me and something is required of me which finds no application in this life and which is entirely superfluous and unnecessary for the attainment of the highest objects which can be attained on earth the existence of man must therefore have some object which lies beyond it should however this earthly life for the purposes of which our reason commands us to exert our best powers not be entirely vain and fruitless it must at least have relation to a future one as means to an end the ultimate consequence of all our actions in the present life must remain on earth and we are connected with the future world by no other tie than by our will which for this world is entirely fruitless our virtuous will only can it must it be by which we are destined to prepare for a future state and for the objects there to be attained and the consequences now invisible to us of our upright intentions will obtain for us a station there whence we may proceed further on our course that our virtuous will in and for itself must have some consequences we know already in this life for our reason cannot command what is entirely fruitless but what these consequences are or how it is possible that a mere will can affect anything at all we know not and as long as we are confined within the limits of this material world we cannot know 
with respect to the nature of these consequences the present life therefore in relation to the future is to be regarded as a life in faith the future in which we shall be in possession of those consequences must be a life of clear insight there as well as here some object must be placed before us as the end of our exertions for we must remain active beings but we must remain finite beings and our activity must therefore be determinate and every determinate activity must have an object as the actual state of the present world the degrees of civilization and virtue found to exist among men and our own powers of action are related to the objects of this life so will be to those of the future the consequences of our virtuous will in this the present is the commencement of our existence a firm footing in it and the endowment of all the powers and faculties necessary for it have been freely bestowed on us the future life will be the continuation of our existence and our station there we must earn for ourselves in this point of view the present life no longer appears vain and useless it is given us that we may obtain for ourselves a place in the future one and thus it is connected with our whole immortal life it is very possible that the immediate objects of this second life may not be more certainly attainable by finite powers than those of the present and that even there a virtuous will may sometimes appear superfluous but it can never be lost its necessary efficacy would in that case refer us to a further stage of our progress in which the consequences of our good will would appear and in reference to which this second life also would be a life of faith but of faith firmer and more impossible to be shaken from our having already experienced the trustworthiness of reason and gathered the fruits of a pure heart in a perfected life as in the present life it is only from a certain law of action that we acquire the idea of a certain object to be attained and from this our whole intuitive perception of an external world just so in the future upon a similar and now to us inconceivable law will be founded our idea of the immediate objects of that life and the intuitive perception of a world in which we shall perceive the consequences of our good intentions in the present the world exists for us but by the idea of duty and the other will be revealed to us in a similar manner for in no other manner can it be revealed to a reasonable being end of section fourteen